We're sisters, best friends, and authors on a mission to help you stoke your creative fire and live the life of your dreams. We believe that purpose fuels passion and that creativity is your secret weapon for mass construction. There's never been a better time to bless the world with your dream realized. You're listening to The Kate and Abby Show. Hello, guys, and welcome back to the, another episode of The Kate and Abby Show. This is episode 20. That's wow. pretty exciting. We've 20 been re- episodes. 20 episodes. Thank you guys for being here, for listening, giving us so much awesome feedback, and for being part of this awesome community. Today, we are going to be diving into the topics of organization when it comes to your writing space. So both your actual space that you're writing in and also how you organize like your actual writing on your computer or in a folder if you happen to be one of those people who like to write by hand. I used to do that and I know some of you guys still do that and it actually seems super relaxing to do that. I think. Yeah. There's something really nostalgic. In I've done it. I've done it a few times for like short stories and stuff, mm. but never for like an actual novel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I spent ages since I've done it because of, I remember when I was like a young teenager writing like, yeah. you know, the mystery books. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Those are fun. That was really fun. So we're going to talk about organizing your writing. So I know you did a video, Abby, a while back about how to organize your Scrivener, right? Yeah, that's actually, it's funny because there aren't many video tutorials on YouTube about Scrivener for some reason. And um, my video is like one of the few that's up there that's had a lot of views because of that. Wow. And um, yeah, that's one of my most popular videos. Now, was that the video that like, I remember when your channel was still like kind of undiscovered? Like that video that kind of went viral during NaNoWriMo. Was that the video? No, but it was soon after that. The video okay. that the video that really like first went viral was um, the one about how I prepare for NaNoWriMo. Oh, okay. I, I yeah. was thinking I was mixing that up with the the how to organize your Scrivener. Yeah, that one has a lot of views too, though. That one got really popular for some reason. Mm. Um, yeah, but that's fun, and I I actually want to do like an updated version of it um, because I've just begun to use Scrivener for so many things but yeah we'll so we'll why that. <laughs> explain a little bit about like you know for well first for those who are unsure of what Scrivener is maybe give a slowdown on that and then how do you organize your Scrivener so Scrivener I like to always describe it as a basically like a virtual office because it's not like Word documents in that you have one running document and then you have to like make a file with a bunch of different Um, or make a folder rather on your computer with a bunch of different documents in it, it like takes all of the messiness out of it. And it's like a well-organized virtual office. So you're able to um, have a Scrivener project. And within that project, you can make a bunch of different folders and a bunch of different files within those folders, whether they're documents or images or PDFs or web pages even. Um, So it's a really awesome software for taking all the different aspects of your story notes and your manuscript and putting them all in one organized place. And actually, like, you didn't always use Scrivener. And then I, I didn't. And then I won you over and you're yeah. like, well, I'm not an outliner. Like, you don't outline a right. ton. So you didn't think yeah. that it would it would be um, that helpful to you, but I think you really like it. Now. I love Scrivener. <laughs> I would never go back. Yeah. Um, it's very transformative. Yeah. Um, doesn't it feel like just being in more of an open space? It does. It than feels, a Word document? Yes. It feels like I have more of a handle on like everything that's going yeah. on here, not just like the one 
place where you're writing individually. Also, way easier to find (laughs) chapters. Yeah, I was just going to say the navigation is like the best part of Scribbling. Yeah, it's the best because before I would be editing and be like, oh, I think there's something about someone said that in, you know, what that character is referring to is something that happened in chapter 17 and I'm in like chapter 30 something. Now I have to scroll all the way back and try to find that. Yeah. And also Whereas Scrivener, Scrivener, you just click on, oh, yeah, yeah chapter this, there it is. It, cu- yeah. it saves me so much time. And I do that so much with like searching keywords too. Like if I'm like, I know I mentioned this character, but I don't know where they were. And then you search it and then it will show you like highlight all these are all the documents where that appears. Huh. And there's a lot of different features that I don't even use <laughs> yet mm-hmm. um, that you can like make bookmarks and labels and tags and all kinds of fun things. Yeah. See, <laughs> like I feel like I barely scratch like yeah, the same. very surface of what Scrivener has to offer, especially if you're into like plotting and outlining and stuff like that. But even for someone like me who doesn't outline at all, um, it has so much to offer because it, it makes it's more spacious feeling, like you were saying. Right. It feels so much more spacious and you feel like you have a better handle on everything that's going on if you have multi-layered things, especially if you're researching stuff and you're like, oh, I need to keep all of this um, research on this particular subject in a place that I can actually find it. You can just have a little folder that's like research and then you can access that without having to navigate away from your project into some Word document somewhere in the bowels of your computer. Yeah. So that's like very handy. Yeah. And don't you use it too for like character pictures and stuff? Mm -hmm. Or am I thinking of something else? Yeah, no, you can do like (gasps) pictures for each file. So then you can go to like your corkboard view and look at all the pictures. Yeah, see, I barely, I do not, yeah. even use the corkboard oh my gosh. at all. Oh my gosh. I use it all the time, um, especially for, for character images, but also for like looking at chapters at a glance. So if I'll have like the outline on the index card is what they call it. Um, and that's like the little inspector menu that pops out of the side and you can like give each file a description okay. and then it will show up on the index card. So you can kind of like see like a three by five card corkboard type layout hmm. of like all the different chapters and stuff. That's cool. Um, but yeah, it just makes navigation so much easier. And that actually made me think of when we were talking about Word documents. I remember for an, an old story that I wrote one time, um, going through the entire document and like linking, making myself a table of contents on the first page. That was like so hard to do. Oh my god! And I like went through all the trouble of doing that just so that I could navigate through the document by like going back to the table contents and then like clicking on the wow. chapter numbers. But it's like so time consuming to do that. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, you can do navigation things in Word, but it's so complicated to even yeah. figure it out. Yeah. It's like not worth that, it. That that's so <laughs> that sounds like so much work to do, man. Yeah. Uh yeah, like I love how Scrivener, especially um, Besides the organization, how this whole aesthetic of it feels different. And I love how, and you're the one who showed me how to do this, but you can have a background image and go into this view where basically you can choose whatever background you want to write in. And 
you can choose like I've lately had like um, a, a picture that I took of Zion National Park last time we were there as a, a background and I just like fade the the margin area all the way so it's just my background image with my writing and it's like so cool because you can choose whatever like mood you're writing in like I know you're kind of doing that for the book you're currently writing you like you choose different images right yeah yeah, it's so helpful to like get you in the mood yeah. for writing your book. And then how they have different themes. Yeah, like, and like, like the dark can, mode yeah. and the different colors. Yeah, that the, that's just like so helpful, especially yeah. for like eye strain and stuff. Yeah, like if um, you're a late night writer, yeah, uh, you don't have to have a, a, a bleach white page blinking in your face, burning your eyeballs out of your head. Yes, exactly. But yeah. so like, okay, so... How you organize your Scribner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, I give out a template on my YouTube channel that's, um, actually, I think it's in my Patreon. I'm not sure. I can't remember anymore. <laughs> but it's, um, Abby has so <laughs> many templates. I have so many templates, but this is a Scrivener template. So, it's like you load it in as a Scrivener template. And it's really cool because you can make these templates yourself and then save them for later or customize them for different projects and stuff. That's right. Um, yeah, so it's like different. Um, it's set up for basically having my outlines the way I like them, the scene cards, and then the manuscript in a separate folder, and uh, characters in a separate folder with their backstories, um, and then the templates folder, which is like a special folder that you can create templates from. Uh, oh, cool. So it's kind of complicated, but basically, like if you put anything in the templates folder. When you go to add a new document, you can add a document that's just clean and blank, or you can add one that's from the templates folder. So if you have a character profile, that's what I always do is I put just a blank character profile in the templates folder. And right. then when I go to outline a new character, I can just say, add a new character profile to this yeah. folder. And then I don't have to copy and paste everything. It's just there. That's so cool. Yeah. That is really neat. And then I have a folder of just like random notes usually that I just like brain dump any thoughts that come to mind into that folder. That's awesome. But yeah, it's like it, I try to keep it pretty minimal, not mm -hmm. like too much because I think like yeah. people can get a little bit too... Like you're spending more time organizing yeah. your stuff than writing, which exactly. I think can become a danger. Uh, for some and like people just who are figuring more out organized. a bunch of things about your story that don't matter or your characters. Yeah, like that's like w with my character questionnaire, like my video out there that's called the best character profile. Like I'm not trying to be pretentious, but it is. <laughs> right, it is the best character profile because it's a no nonsense questionnaire <laughs> is what I like to call it because so many character questionnaires go into like really dumb questions and it's yeah. like you don't need to know this about your like, character oh, what's their favorite food what's yeah. their favorite theme park like we don't care yeah. we don't care what that is and like, like even it's some of the questions on mine like i don't always answer all of them because i'm like that's not necessary i'll never yeah. mention that like if i'm gonna mention it if it take if it has some kind of importance in the novel then i'll yeah. write it in but most of the time i don't use like yeah because unless it comes to play in the story then why would we like delve yeah. into all these details right exactly like even when when a character introduced and it's like heavily described what outfit they're wearing down to like you know a keychain that they're holding you're like why is it gonna be important like why, why do i need to know matter? yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> like uh, i said you could like do a teespring 
like for your channel and just yeah. have it say, why does it matter? I, you know, I was thinking. And you would like probably, like everyone would buy this t-shirt. I would buy I that t-shirt. I was thinking of doing merch. I really want to do merch. You should do merch. Um, that would be rad. Yeah, I've been thinking Comment about that. Comment below if you think Abby should do merch yeah, if you're on YouTube. Yeah, tell me if you think I should do merch. Let's, let's I've been spam Abby with comments about, please do merch. Make us some t-shirts. Why does it matter? Yeah. I can see why does it matter. I can see um, something with the rock on. Rock on. Rock on. Rock on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we could make a rock on t-shirt and a stay stoked t-shirt and see which t-shirt sells more. I already know what the Ooh. answer would be. <laughs> rock on would sell out, man. I would tell you. I like you. stay stoked. Just kidding. You, you yeah. could wear the rock on one and I can wear the stay stoked one. <laughs> yeah. That way we're not being be right. competitive. Yeah. Everyone would just buy the rock on one though because like everyone wants to be like Abby superstar writer. I want to be like Abby, superstar writer. Oh, stop. But, like, okay, so you were saying, like, how you're more minimal with your organization, and mm -hmm. I, that's, like, I I feel like I'm on a kind of extreme side of minimal when it comes to, like, so many things, but when it comes to organizing my writing, it's, like, I, I try to just do the bare minimum of what really, really needs to be there, so just, like, kind of the, the bones of a structure, and like that's good enough for me. So my my scrivener uh, is nowhere. It's like so bare and like it's not really organized because there's really nothing there to organize. It's just a story uh, organized out by chapters, and that's like all I've got going in there. But I've found that the less I have there, and the less confusing it is, the more I like want to write and engage it because I feel like. It, it feels fresh and airy and not too bogged down. And sometimes I find like if I get too caught up in like the weeds of like, oh, I need to organize and I need to like get all this stuff and organize it, it can make me feel like I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. And, and it kind of turns me off from, from wanting to write. So I think that's something to recognize, uh, uh, kind of identify rather in yourself as a writer, like, do you do you shy away from that altogether? Because if you do, then, you know, you can feel free to. It's still organized if you don't really have that much going on. And it's just uh, these couple, like I have two things here and I can manage them perfectly. Then you're all set. That is organization too from a minimalistic perspective. Because I try to just ask myself, like, do I absolutely need that? Um, and if the answer is yes, then I organize it and then move on to the next thing. So kind of like what you were saying is a lot of writers, like if you are sp if you find yourself spending like a lot of time on all these details that don't matter, then you're kind of wasting time on that. But if it, another an end of the uh, spectrum is if you enjoy it, like you're like, I love doing this part of it, then, you know, kind of you can feel free, <laughs> you know? Right. Like if you, if you love like, oh, I love writing character backstory and, you know, separate backstory all about these sub characters, even though it's never going to be in the book, but I just really enjoy it. Or I enjoy making Pinterest boards or playlists or whatever, then heck yeah, do that. Right. Yeah. Cause it gets you inspired and, and you never know when you'll use materials like that, like backstory. Um, but yeah, I think that a lot of writers... another thing too is just that like when you publish, if if you start like growing like your reader base and your readers want more material from you, now yay, you have all these like cool short stories and extra content you can give them, and your readers will love that. Yeah. 100%. Anyway, let me interrupt you. No, that's a great thought. Um, a lot of writers, I think, tend to do too much, 
Mm. And um, then they're like a little bit overwhelmed. And I, I think that a good way to approach it is to kind of go in with nothing and then see what you need. Mm. Um, sort of like, you know, if you move to a new house you and you don't like have anything that you brought with you or you go on a trip and you don't bring anything, you start to remember the things that you really need. Right. You know, like I need a toothbrush. I need this thing. I need that thing. Whatever is the the basic necessities that you need right. and then you start to collect those things but if you just go out and get a whole bunch of stuff that you might need then you end up not needing all of it right that's so, how you end up with like <laughs> a backpack that's so heavy right that you can't run you can't yeah, walk exactly you can't do anything and you're like why did I bring all this stuff and like any of you guys who follow my channel um and anyone who's like around me like abs is like, you know that I'm really obsessed with this idea of how little people need to survive. Like, I get obsessed with that as a minimalist because I'm like, it's so cool to see. And it's it's like people who look at minimalism as like, you know, oh, it's depriving. If it's depriving, then you're doing it wrong because really minimalism is to to help you find the things that are actually needed and bringing value into your life and then to let go of all the things that are like just bogging you down, the things that are just weight in your backpack and like helping you minimize to the point where you're like, wow, everything I have is functional. Everything I have has a purpose and it's valuable. It adds value to my life. And I think the say like I totally think it's so valuable at least for me personally, to carry that over into my writing life has helped me to really see like what exactly is it I need and it's made the process really streamlined. Mm, yeah, 100%. I agree. Um, yeah, I think that once you start to do this more, once you start to write more and um, just sort of get into a writing habit, you start to like intrinsically know what you need right. and what you don't need. Um so I think that, like, I, I know that just I go by mostly how I feel about a story. Like, the book I'm currently writing, I don't have um, fully filled out character profiles hmm. for the characters. But I feel like at, at this point in my writing life, I don't necessarily need to tell myself what I already know. Right. Because I already know the characters so well. Yeah. In, like, in my heart, in my brain. That's that awesome. I don't really need to write all of it down and fill it all out like a form that I would give to somebody else. You right. Know? Like in earlier books, I would have to do that. And in some books, I'll still have to do that. Um, yeah, I would but, think too, like the, like, I won't say anything because I know your, your <laughs> writing project's a secret, but I know you've worked on books that have much larger casts of characters. Yeah. Whereas I think when you're writing with a more intimate cast of characters, it's, um, you, there's less to like refer to. Right. Like I know when I was writing Resurgence, how many characters there were mm -hmm. to circle back to that I'm like, okay, you know, what's their, what is their personality? What jargon do they use? What do they look like? What's their hair color, eye color? You know, who do they trust? Who do they not trust? What do they know? What do they not know? Like all those questions. Right. Like, you know, the biggest one is always like, what information does this character mm -hmm. know? When you're writing from four point of views and it's like a sci-fi thriller, you're like, what does this person know about this person, about that person? And it's like, oh. Yeah, that's confusing. Yeah. Man. So that's helpful. But when you don't like have too many characters, like right. it's so easy to like, just it's right there. Yeah, already. exactly. It's like, you know them, mm -hmm. like you would know your best friend and you exactly. don't have to write down a character profile for your best friend to remember yeah. what they're like. <laughs> exactly. 
So how do you organize and or minimalize your um your like physical writing stuff? I know you've talked you've made videos about yeah. this before, your minimal writing yes, setup. I, I'm smiling because I'm also, thinking like, about that video. Your, um just like organizing printed manuscripts and all kinds of things like that. Yeah. So my writing space varies depending on what where I feel like writing. Um if Ab- Abby and I write together all the time, so a lot of times if Abby's like hanging out somewhere writing, I'm going to be there writing. Um, If it's just me on my own writing that day, I have a small low floor table that is portable. It folds up. I currently have that set up in my office and I really like sitting on the floor. It's really comfortable for me. I know a lot of people would not like sitting on the floor. Uh, I'm definitely not like saying that that's a be all end all sitting on the floor, but it's just something I really like. You can. Are you saying chairs? (laughs) are bad. (laughs) No. (laughs) But I think I have noticed a for sure difference in feeling like less stiff from sitting on the floor. Um, There's there's this couple that did a YouTube video that really inspired me about sitting on the floor. I think their YouTube channel is called like Thoughtworthy Co. If you type that in like sitting on the floor Thoughtworthy Co, it'll pop right up. But they they both work from home and they switched over to like sitting on the floor instead of like sitting at high chairs. Hi, chairs with this face that sounded <laughs> odd. Okay, yeah. So they were talking about how it's like really beneficial for your posture. You can move around. You can um, you just move more. It encourages more movement than just sitting in a um, in a seat in the same position for hours on end. And I was I was like, huh, that that makes total sense. And I already you know do yoga and a lot of other activities. I'll just, you know, sit on the floor, read a book or whatever. So I'm like, I'll try that. And I loved it. So I have my portable table that I can move anywhere and it's great for traveling with. And I just put my computer right on top of it. Um, And that's where I write. I have a little floor cushion. So I do sit on a cushion. I don't sit directly on if it's like a hardwood floor or something. And that's that's my minimal writing setup. Um, I also think it's really beneficial to just like little touches of things that encourage you and inspire you to like get in a nice mood, nice and relaxed. Especially for me, I'm more of a, uh, I tend to be more high strung. <clears throat> so I try to set up triggers that help me relax, like uh, diffusing oils, um, having a Himalayan salt lamp and playing um, like some relaxing music like Sarad or um, Sarad music or uh, Native American music. I listen to all the time. It's very calming to me. So it will like calm me way down and get me into writing or I'll listen to a soundtrack or something like that. So like I think for creating a physical environment, and I know you have like so many thoughts on this, but like creating a physical environment that inspires you to like calm way down and get in the zone of writing. So whatever that looks like to you. And for me, I find that the less clutter I have around me, um, the the more I can I can quickly get into that zone and focus. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm the same way. I think that the cluttered space really kind of contributes to a cluttered mind yeah or just you can't really think clearly if if there's a lot of like stuff going on around you right now I know you have a practice uh if you want to like share about it it that is like you you move physically when you're transitioning from working on other projects into creative work do you want to like talk about that a little yeah so I, I find that fascinating yeah yeah it's um it's it can even be very very subtle like 
changing the chair that you're sitting in at a table. Um, for me, it just does something mentally that's like you are transitioning from this thing to that thing. Um, even better if you can like change the room you're in or even change the whole location, like go to a coffee shop or something. Um, but just changing the room you're in or even just the chair you're sitting in, um, I find makes a big mental shift for me. Um, cause it's like over here I am working. And then if I just am like, okay, I'm done working and I don't move and I don't get up and I just, you know, shut my internet off and then start writing. It's, it's hard to transition over into that because it's like all of the, all of the, um, physical cues that are telling me that I'm working are still there, you know? Um, so I try to shift, uh, like move <laughs> locations, um, even if it's just moving to a different chair at the same table, um, actually does help. That's but interesting. Also, um, using the time limit, I think it's called feature on my MacBook, um, which really is helpful. <laughs> I find for like it shuts off the internet, but it shuts off like all your apps, so hmm. it will show like all the apps are grayed over at the bottom of the screen. Oh wow! I feel like I've talked about this before, but. It's really good for focusing and I just have mine set up to like be, you know, like three in the morning to two in the morning so that when I turn it on, it's like just on and it stays on and then I can go turn it off when I'm done writing. Uh-huh. But um, you can also set it for a particular time if you're like, I'm going to be writing from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. or whatever and then it will sh- automatically shut off at that time. That's really um, cool. So most people use it, I guess, for getting off the internet at, at, like at the end of the day. But right. I use it for, it's called downtime. I use it for writing time. Now, is that a built-in thing with Apple computer? Yeah. Okay. It's in the new gotcha. Apple update. But there are internet limiter apps and right. stuff on other computers too. Okay. That you can get. Yeah. That's so those, really that's cool. That's really helpful, I find. Yeah. Um, Another thing that helps me in my physical writing space is the use of binders, which I know I've talked about on my channel briefly before, but when I print off manuscripts, I like have to have them bound and organized. <laughs> like they have to be in their own separate binders. Each you book. do have the most like advanced binder mm. system I've ever seen, I think. <laughs> it makes me so happy. It's to have so like it feels system. it makes me feel like I'm like browsing through like the library of congress to see how well labeled everything is including like some of my manuscripts i'll see like my books i'm like wow yeah like like, when when i found it labeled it like when i made a read for katie i'm like i need this to be printed on three hole punch papers so that i can put it in my binders yeah and then i label each binder i like print off a little uh, paper for the spine and the cover and make sure that they're all labeled so that i know what they are and also labeling what draft it is, because when you start printing off multiple drafts, like that's the first draft, that's the second draft. Oh no, that's the third draft. It's like yeah. <laughs> you don't want to. Then get when into you have edits territory. written in, like yeah. edits, uh, like you know, you're you're yeah. right up in there. <laughs> <laughs> I know what edits. Are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like your handwriting up in yes. there. So like you've got that in the in the binder in the manuscript, right. and then. Like a while goes by, you're like, did I enter these? Right. I hate that. Yeah. And you have multiple ones. Yeah, multiple ones. And copies. you're like, which one which is the which? new one? <laughs> did I enter these? Did I not enter these? Yeah. Like, I remember, I think, editing Resurgence, I had some major confusion about one. And like there would be most of the edits wouldn't be there, but every once in a while I'd hit an edit that was already changed in the document. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a scary moment. It's scary. So that's 
I need to get into that more. Yeah. I, I just really like having like the organized binders and then you can like line them all up on a shelf and be like, I wrote that many books. Yeah. Sense <laughs> like of accomplishment. Before, yeah. It gives you a great sense of accomplishment before you like publish the books. It's cool to like see that physical evidence. And yeah. also to have hard copies in case anything, God forbid, ever happened to your computer or your data. At yeah. least you have it printed. You could retype it if you had to. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like on that note real quick, like how I or I think we should just talk about how we organize like backups. Yeah. Because I get asked that question. I, I was Governor. asked on, uh, on a video I did. I think it might have been the minimal writing setup and someone was like oh what's all the stuff attached to your computer and um (laughs) i don't want to (laughs) know abby makes fun of me because i literally am walking around the house with my laptop it's just like like, three different drives do you you ever (laughs) disconnect any of that no i don't it just stays (laughs) i'm too scared at this point to disconnect anything well you can safely remove them yeah i know but then it's always like there's a program still running and I can't find where it is. And I'm like, I can't force eject it. I'm too scared. What if something blows up? What if something gets lost? What if something gets deleted? So I just leave it. But anyway, so I back it up with a, a cloud, like whatever kind of cloud you have. Cool. Back it up there. But I'm also a stickler for have it on like a hard, uh, an external hard drive as well, if not a couple. Yeah. Just in case, just in case anything happened. Yeah. Like the cloud shuts down or something happens. I remember having a cloud and I can't even remember what it was called anymore because they went out of business. <laughs> but they basically said, like, I remember before they were going to go out of business, they were like, you know, make sure you have all your, your stuff. stuff. Get your stuff because we're closing down. Wow. Yeah. So That's it's scary. It, it, let's say, you know, you have your stuff in a cloud and you're on vacation, you know, in Hawaii, and you I'm don't see that. Email. You're not checking your email because you're going. That you're doing me. my. Off- I didn't check my email. I didn't check my email the day that I got featured as a YouTube creator on the rise. And like <laughs> they emailed me the day before, and they were like, "Hey, we're going to feature you as a YouTuber creator on the rise. Don't tell anyone. It's going to happen tomorrow. You know, you can talk about it then." And I didn't even see the email because I, like, I didn't check my email. And then the next day, someone emailed me and was like, "Hey, I saw you on <laughs> Creator on the Rise." I'm like, "What? What?" I went back to my email. I'm like, oh, they emailed me about that. Probably should check my email more often. Yeah, we both, I feel like, are not the biggest email people for sure. But yeah, so like you you have yours. Backups. Scrivener is so good with backups as well because it will set up, when you go to set up your uh, Scrivener file, it will set up two folders that it saves in. So it saves automatically every two seconds, which I love. <laughs> in yeah. the in the main folder that you're working from, and then you choose a backup folder, which I would recommend choosing in a separate cloud fold, a cloud drive. Um, I have mine. I think in I think I have my my normal one that I work from is in Dropbox, and then my other one is in iCloud. So it's like two different clouds. Oh, cool. And then I also back up my computer a lot, or try to remember to do that anyway. I don't think I've ever done that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you need to do that. I do need <laughs> to do that. I do, but um. And so then every time you close Scrivener, it saves the backup. Oh, okay. Yeah. So every time you nice. actually click X, it saves the backup. And then every two seconds, it's saving it to your regular folder. But that to me is just like so nice because you it takes like all the thinking out of it. You don't have to think about like, oh, did I save a backup? And then you forget and then you lose it or something. Right. Um, so by the way, I'll, I know it sounds like we're just like in advertisements for Scrivener, but <laughs> no, <laughs> we really. genuinely love it. We're not paid to say yeah, this. However, if you want to check out Scrivener, there will be a link in the description yeah. of this it, video. It's very rad. 
And I th- it, whether you're a fiction writer or a nonfiction writer or even just like writing essays for school or something, super handy. Like I, you can use it for so many different things. Yeah. I've heard of, you know, I use anywhere to, from writers I, to I business use it for everything. People. Yeah. Like I use it to organize my notes for Writer's Life Wednesday. I also use it to organize like my yearly goals. So every year I make a new Scrivener project for that year <laughs> and I like organize all the goals. So I have different folders for the months That's awesome. and then folders within that. Didn't for, like, you do a video? Down. Weren't you featured on a YouTube yeah. channel about how to organize your Scrivener mm-hmm. for like different things? Yeah. Yeah, I did a, a feature. I think the channel was we'll called have to link that below. Be Productive. Yeah. 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 We should link the, the video in the description of this one. Yeah. So that was a good video. Out. Yeah. But you can use Scrivener for anything. So yeah. we 1010 recommend. For and we're sure. not being paid to say that, man. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we've given you guys uh, a bit to think about as far as organization of your actual writing space and your internal computer writing space, whatever you're writing on. Um just some ideas that you can kind of toss around and find uh, what works for you, what doesn't. These are the things that we personally practice every day that we write and things that have helped us a bit. Yeah. So feel free to comment below and let us know what your process is. How do you stay organized? Or are you super minimal like I am and you just don't have that much to organize, but you're super neat and tidy? Or are you trying to get more organized with your writing? Tell us what works for you. We'd love to hear your process. And I know I'm personally always looking for new things to try to enhance my writing experience. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. We both would. We're super stoked that you're here listening to the podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is to go to patreon.com slash the Kate and Abby show. Get yourself in the Patreon group um, and also get voting power and shout outs on the show and all kinds of fun stuff. Check that out. Um, Otherwise, share this video with a friend who also needs some help organizing their writing life. And yeah. That's all we have to say, man. That's all we got to say. (laughs) Don't miss the next couple upcoming episodes of the podcast because they're going to be rad. Spoiler alert. Very rad. Thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you in the next one. Stay stoked and rock on.